been talking to you too, hasn't he? What's he been saying? All kinds of things. His real name is Charles Lee Ray, and he's been sent down from heaven by Daddy to play with me. Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. <laughs> Badway, as the resident child's play expert on this podcast here, the, yeah. the, the foremost expert, I need to ask you, why did he kill the babysitter? Why did he do that? Well, as Andy said, Chucky said, she was kind of acting like a bitch, wasn't she? <laughs> she had it coming? She, yeah, she got, was coming to her, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she, was, she was manhandling him. She I was doll handling him. I don't understand his plan like what was he doing shouldn't he have laid low a little bit like it just seems like a making a splash so to speak killer's gonna kill i guess right i mean couldn't hold it in for one night you know <laughs> get a lay of the land he's addicted he's a serial killer you just gotta, gotta get, kill you gotta get right to the killing man why not you know what though of anything like who's gonna believe a doll did it so why not yeah he's <laughs> got, go he's, buck got wild. Free, he's, he's got free pass well this is episode 131 of the last row podcast we're finally doing this movie here after 131 episodes. If you're new to our show, check our website out, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on all the social channels. Our handle is at the last row pod. That's for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the show or new to the show, please subscribe and hit a five-star review for us. And thanks to everyone that left one so far. It's time, Bad Way. It is time. It's time. I mean, you can imagine that I asked Drew every single week, can we do child's play? Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? <laughs> and then, like, he said yes. So let's do it. Child's play, the 1990, 98, 1988 88. original, November 9th. Did you know that Chucky existed in 1988 as a three, four-year-old youth? I don't think so. I might have seen, I knew Buddy existed, which is the Buddy doll. Yeah. I had one. But I don't think that yeah. I knew of Chucky in 88. I don't Did think you? I knew of or was terrified by him until the second one, at least. That was what, 91 or 90? I think it was 90. Okay. Not a couple years later. Sure. Yeah. They pumped him out pretty quick. So I think it was 90 and then I think three was 91, I think. Anyways. So yeah, this movie kind of slid under the radar for me as a you know four-year-old watching Saturday morning cartoons, just learning the beauty of TV and movies. <laughs> I wasn't terrorized by this quite yet, you know. A young bad way. Yeah. <laughs> the mind uh, run, of a young yeah. bad way. Runtime is one hour, 27 minutes. Just right. Just right. Not enough, though, actually. I can, I can, yeah, I think I this could have used more. another, like, five, ten minutes, maybe. But it's I'll I got, say any I got, time under 90 I got is a little good. something about that a little bit later, a little later on. Uh, mystery slash horror movie. Suspense, though. It's like. Chucky wasn't even in the movie for like yeah. half the movie. Like alive Chucky, I should say. Just dog I Chucky. like that. I think yeah. it was a good move by them. Yeah. And it, would you call it a slasher film? Because I also saw it called slasher film, but it's not really. I, I don't know. Slash. He slashed a few ankles. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's a couple slashes. Yeah, he, he slashed a little. Yeah, <laughs> slash adjacent. <laughs> slash adjacent. It's an incident. It's yeah. another incident yeah. film here. Yeah. 
Uh, directed by Tom Holland. Spider-Man, Drew. Spider-Man, yeah. there you Spider-Man go. Spider-Man directed it. Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland Sr., I suppose. I, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if it's his dad. Yeah. Maybe no, there's re- no, re- no relation. No relation? This guy is in English. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ratings, IMDb, 6.6 out of 10. Too low. Too, Too low. low. Rotten Tomatoes, 72%. Too low. Metacritic, 58%. What are you kidding me? Too, Too low. Letterbox, 3.4 to 5. That's should, about what I would expect. Should be 4. It should be 4. But that's watching, what I would expect. If we're watching for horror, it should be for this the classic. Gunned down by Detective Mike Norris, dying murderer Charles D. Ray <laughs> uses black magic. Black magic, Drew? I don't know. <laughs> you, Charles D. Ray uses the occult I to put his soul this. inside a doll named Chucky. You, you put that boy soul, you know. <laughs> Which Karen Barkley then buys for her young son, Andy. When Chucky kills Andy's babysitter, perhaps prematurely, the boy realizes the doll is alive and tries to warn people, but he's institutionalized. <laughs> he was put in like that's kid one prison. way to put it. Kid prison, really. Now Karen must convince the detective of the murderous doll's intentions before Andy becomes Chucky's next victim. Would he be a victim? Or would he be like an accomplice when he would, the soul gets in the boy? He would be know? the Vigo. It's I mean, this is an Oscar situation, right? Yeah. Like it's Vigo, Oscar to Vigo. Like he's gonna become him. Yeah, I believe. Right. So like, is 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 Oscar a victim of Vigo and Janos? He's, no, or he's is a vessel. He, is he, he's a vessel? Yeah. <laughs> Before Andy becomes Chucky's next vessel, he's a vessel. He's a vessel. He's, he's a, not a victim. <laughs> it's a wrong V word. He's a vehicle, right? Yeah. He's a vehicle for his well, I, murder. I guess, you know, through semantics, we could call him a victim because, hey, you know, it's against his will. Or, you know, but he, if he willingly plays hide the soul, that's not being victimized, I, is it? Well, because I'm wondering, too, is it like, I don't want to go into cyberpunk here, but is this like a Johnny Silverhand V situation where they both exist in the mind? Like, I, we can get into it when we talk about yeah. the science behind this, but that's definitely a thing. Like, is he okay. both in there? Are they I both got a hanging question. out? What if, now this is a what if scenario, Charles Lee Ray successfully puts his soul from Chucky into Andy, right? So you get Andy's soul in there, unless Andy's soul's gone, because when he went into the doll, the doll had no soul, right? So now there's two souls in the body, right? Does it overdo the soul or does it go with the soul? And if so, if if they're with double souls in there and they come across (laughs) Shang Tsung, (laughs) <laughs> which soul gets sucked out of that boy? Both. He gets like, a which double. Which one's first? Is it first in, first out? Is it FIFO? It's a bonus. Is it FIFO? It's a bonus. <laughs> he gets a bonus soul. First in, I, first out? Or is it or is it LIFO? What is it? I, I I just, I'm thinking about this idea of two souls existing in, in, in a body and even the, the the child soul. Like, I don't get yeah. it. Maybe it's the, the wisest soul is the, the one that takes soul. over. Who's to say that Charles Lee Ray is wise? Is there el- <laughs> is there el- the elderly wisdom, or that's not always wisdom? He's was he's wise for the earth, I guess, but not yeah, not right. for life because clearly he cho- he made wrong life choices. Well, so. says says you, says me. I don't know. True. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what we would say who, here. Who but. am I to judge? The you know, the, <laughs> we definitely the shore straggler. <laughs> It's a great name, by the way. We need to get into that. I don't want to. Yeah. We'll, let's do the taglines, but let, I do want to yeah. come back to the the logistics of soul soul yeah. imprisonment. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever this is, we that need to dive into it. Potential soul removal. That's that's what the people come to the last row podcast for here. So yeah. 
There, there's a ton of taglines, so I'll speed through some of these, but you tell me which one's your favorite. You can give me a mer or maybe a yeah. Uh, first one, child's play. No one believes the truth or lives to tell it. It's true. It's a true Pretty story. True. Uh, child's play. He wants you for a new best friend. I like it. Capital U. I like you. that one. Yeah, I like it. Chucky did it. VHS release poster. Nah. It's true. I mean, it's, it's true. He did it. He did do it, but eh, it's too too vague. Too vague. I this one might be an all timer for me. When people have nightmares, they dream of Freddy. When Freddy has nightmares, he dreams of Chucky. I don't believe it for a second. You don't like it? I don't think Freddy's scared of Chucky. I kind of like it as like pitting the two against each other, unless it's yeah. kind of ballsy to do that. Because you're unintentionally, you're you're intentionally comparing yourself to another franchise. Maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I think you should leave it alone. Let 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 the let the the worlds be separate. You'll wish it was only make believe. I mean, sure, yeah, but like, is it interesting? No, it's not very interesting. Andy Barkley has a new playmate who's in no mood to play. Too many words. Too many I words. like it, but too many words. This is my favorite one. This doll is killer. <laughs> I feel, like there's like, there's word, I feel like there's words missing there. Yeah, but he he's killer. It's like, it's like, like, it's like some Russian guy who doesn't speak English very well. But it's like, this, it's this a killer doll. This doll is killer. This doll is killer. Killer <laughs> is <like>, this doll. <laughs> but a, you know what I mean? It's like a play on yeah, like, it's it. a killer. Oh I, oh, I get it. You get it. I know it's, you get it. It's your doll. It's your doll. It's your dog. It's your dog. We get it. We get uh, it. Chucky is one mean SOB. Nah, it's yeah. too too playful. Too too playful, not vulgar enough, yeah, no, but no trying to be no, vulgar. No pun intended. Too playful. Something's moved in with the Barkley family, and so has terror. The something is also terror, or the something, like, the terror, it makes me think the terror is separate from the like something. Like, it has terror? Yeah. It isn't terror, but it has it terror. It has, it possesses terror. It's, possess- <laughs> it's in possession of terror. <laughs> that's Alert. bad, that's confusing. That's I crappy. I don't, I don't like it. My, my favorite one, I think, is... The, you'll wish it was only make. I actually like what you'll you'll wish it was only make believe. So I, I like the first two. No one believes the truth or lives to tell it. And he wants you for a new best friend. Actually, I think he wants you for a new best friend. Is my winner. That that's a good Number one. one. Yeah. Number one. So th- this thing, I mean, this thing did not have a big budget. So back in '88, it had a nine nine to thirteen million, and it was a hit. Like it grossed forty four million. That's a big return at sure. that time for for a horror movie too, right? Yeah. Because I don't know what returns are for a rated R horror movie. I think that this thing was relatively successful. And I think, you know, we can talk about the legacy in a second, but I think this thing definitely started and it was ripe for a set of sequels, right? Sure. It was obvious that this thing was going to become a franchise, in my opinion. It, I mean, it, it, it's it's riding the wave of like the Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers, like slasher craze that started in like the mid to early, early to mid 80s, 84, 85. So we're on the tail end of that, where the sequels are just starting to get ridiculous for those movies. Not that they weren't inherently yeah. ridiculous, but so this is probably refreshing to have like a fresh take on a horror movie versus your typical slasher, especially th- for what it was. Yeah, it's probably why it did so well. And it, it was nominated for a bunch of Saturn Awards, by the way. So I won't go through all of them, but Catherine Hicks was nominated for actually she won for Best Actress. Uh, Alex Vincent, the the person who played Andy, he was nominated for an award as well in 90. And then it was also had a writing award for Saturn Awards. So yeah. it's definitely got respect. And it was also nominated for Best Horror Film. So yeah. I thought that that was really good. It ultimately lost to Beetlejuice, 
which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but there was like Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Hellraiser 2, there's Halloween 4. Like you're yeah. right. There was so many sequels at that time. This was a fresh take on it. And I yeah. think that's what made it so refreshing. Is Beetlejuice a horror movie? I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't it, think is. it is. I don't think it is. It, according to the Academy of Science or whatever, it, it was, it was, but I don't think it really fits. It's more like a, it's like it's a, a dark comedy. comedy. It's a dark yeah. comedy. Chucky it, was robbed. I think, you know, you look at Beetlejuice, it's like, I don't know, is that just, it's a Tim Burton movie is what it is. It's not a horror movie. Like, it's a weird, yeah. dark comedy. Yeah, it's so, a dark comedy. It's not a horror movie. I agree. I think Chucky, Chucky was robbed. <laughs> He's robbed. He's robbed. Uh, real quick on the budget. So the budget you have here is 9 to 13 mil estimated. It seems kind of small for what was going on in this movie. I don't know if you ever saw any behind the scenes making of this type of this movie, but... It was amazing. What basically is in his face is a remote control car type contraption. Yeah. To where there's a guy on a remote control, like doing his facial features, his cheeks, his eyebrows, his eyes, his mouth. And then they would put him on a cart type thing and wheel him along if he's has movement scenes. And there's like eight guys behind him, all controlling either different limbs or like who's doing the face. And it, it's really a, a cluster F to make even the simplest scene of him work when he's on the move in it of any kind. It's impressive. It's really impressive. impressive. And I thought some of the worst looking parts of this movie were actually the parts where they used a little person. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy considering the year that this movie would hold up to this day with some of the technical stuff they were doing because it was all practical. Like they didn't use a whole lot of crappy CG or, or or anything fake like they used real building explosions and also when when they did use a little person and there was quite a few shots where they did that I don't know if you noticed this but they had to like upscale the furniture yes in order to in order to make it look realistic and I thought it, it was to me it was obvious I've seen this movie so many times I don't know if this stood out it you. was it's it's it stood out and it kind of took me out of it for a minute because I was like whoa that's really shocking yeah. Like I, my favorite parts of it were the fact that they were using some of those practical effects. And I was really impressed with how the doll looked because it is a toy. So yeah. like the fact that it's not a fake CG thing, like where they were trying to do crappy, like, I don't know, something that looked cutting edge, like because it was animatronic in a lot of ways, it was even more believable because it's like, holy yeah. crap, this doll is alive. And yeah. it's literally a doll that has yeah. animatronics. The whole thing was the facial features. The way they the way they manufactured that, it was really, it was genius. The way to this day, it looked great. It really does. And another thing uh, about either the making of the movie or kind of like the pre-script of this movie, it wasn't originally going to be a horror movie. It was going to be a satire on uh, marketing towards kids, merchandising for children. And uh, the idea kind of like just bounced around in Don Mancini's brain for a long time. And it kind of just morphed into a horror movie over time. Uh, original working title. I don't know if you know this Batteries not included. I kind of um, like that. I like which, it. which I believe Mancini has said that he, you know, he was a big fan of that title. And then while he was working on it, damn Steve Spielberg <laughs> <laughs> comes along and made a movie called Batteries not included. He's like, well, <laughs> I wonder if that's true or he's like, yeah. I wanted to do this first. Yeah. <laughs> like, can We're you, not you saying can't Spielberg's make it. We're not saying you stole it from them, but just like, you know, happy coincidence. It's a saying or whatever, but it's like when we were coming up yeah. with our podcast name, it's like, how do you come up with a podcast name that somebody doesn't already have? And it's yeah. like, we had a couple other ideas. We're like, oh shoot, that's already taken. <laughs> and then the working title came from batteries, not included to blood buddy. How do you feel about blood buddy? That's, that's awful. The title. That's awful. Terrible. 
terrible name? I think it's terrible because it's like it's too on the nose, like too cliche funny. horror, too cliche yeah, horror. Like you, yeah, like child's play is like a perfect pun. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. Child's it is, play. and yeah. it's like an iconic name. Like it's very intriguing. It's a classic name. Like Blood Buddy seems like a slasher film, yeah. and it doesn't seem like a like a thriller or something. Yeah, I guess you know if you put the word blood in your horror movie title, yeah, it's too it's, on the nose. It's too. You're right. It's too on the nose. Maybe what they were going for with that one, because I also saw some trivia on IMDb. There was a the Buddy doll. I don't know if you ever had that, uh, but My you've buddy? seen yeah. it, right? It's I, very yeah, similar to this. Yep. I think I had one of those, but I wonder if they were trying to do a pun on like the Buddy doll. Plus, there was something around the idea that the doll was supposed to have blood and latex skin. And if the kid tore the skin, then he'd have to go out and buy good guy bandages, the official bandages. And- Apparently there was some scene or some setup where there was a blood brother pact. Andy cut his hand and mixed his blood with Chucky's, and then oh. that's what actually caused him to come alive and become human instead of like the the, the but, magic. But like, was Charles Lee Ray's blood in know. the blood buddy? Like, I don't think so. First of all, aside from the Charles Lee Ray of it all, what a bad idea yeah, for a toy terrible. to have pull away skin. Like, you talk about <laughs> scaring your. Scare your customers, man. Miles Dyson was scared when the Terminator yeah. took his arm off, you know, and yeah. he designed the thing. Yeah, he designed the damn thing. He's a 40-year-old man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Imagine a little kid. Yeah. I'd, you'd have to show me your room, you know? You'd have to get me away from there. <laughs> show me your room. Hey, kid, come show me your room. I think... <laughs> what? Is it Furlong in the second one you said of this? No, that's Pet Cemetery. Oh, sorry. I thought I have yeah. a big setup, which is another movie that we should do. But then you're oh, like, man, man this is freaking scary, man. Pet Cemetery 1 is scary as shit. Pet Cemetery 2 is ridiculous. See, I'm not I'm not a horror guy. And I, I'm on the record of saying this. When you and I were roommates for, for many years, you and our other friend, Julio, I would watch these movies because you guys would put them on and I would enjoy them. But I would very rarely say, you know what? Let me fire up Pet, Pet yeah. Cemetery. Let me fire up Child's Play. Like, let me just yeah. ra- randomly watch that. But I gotta be honest, like I really enjoyed this and I was glad that you picked it because it's just ridiculous enough that and and just classic enough that I really enjoyed it. But if we yeah. go watch Pet Cemetery, maybe I will be freaked out if we go go. We'll have, we have to watch that one together. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a that's a buddy a buddy watch. Yeah. yeah. We'll, <laughs> so, we'll, prop, we'll have to prop each other up there. Before we move on from this and, and get into maybe a little bit more of the movie, but was there anything that like scared you about this movie as a kid. Like, I think you've, you've talked about this a little bit in some of our previous episodes yeah. potentially, oh. but we have new listeners. So like go, maybe talk a little bit about this and you growing up with this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I had like a, a huge phobia with, with Chucky. I, I believe it was like around maybe the, the second one's trailer campaign was where I first knew we existed. Just terrified. It was like the, the vision of the eyeball looking through a keyhole. Like there's a famous shot. It is like his piercing blue eyes. And that's just it right there. Like that's just get me the hell out of here. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Nightmare fuel forever. And it followed me all through, even as I got a little older, even into like Bride of Chucky territory where I was like, ah, I, I hate looking at this doll. Like I just, <laughs> I just, I hate it. Right. And then in the ad campaign for Bride of Chucky, he showed up on an episode of goddamn WCW Nitro. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. It was I like don't. 
So yeah, they were they were doing a, pro, a cross promo thing, and like he was cutting a promo on Rick Chuck Steiner. Yeah, <laughs> like in the like on like in the the big screen. He wasn't in the I don't ring or anything. This. Like he was, it was like a videotron. He should have been in the ring. He's cutting a promo on goddamn Rick Steiner. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it was about. I forget, but it made me realize. All right, this is effing ridiculous. Like, why am I scared of this thing? <laughs> so then, when uh, when finally when Bride came out on uh, on DVD. I, I rented it. I, I I bit the bullet. I rented it and made myself watch it. And like I loved it. Immediately loved it. Went back and saw the old ones. Loved those too. And it turned from being one of the, my most biggest fears into automatically my favorite horror movie. Man, I remember when we used to roommate, when we were roommates uh, back in the day, I remember joking with you that I was going to find a life-size good guy doll, put that in your room like randomly, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, I, I was, I mean, I was scared of this too as a kid. I didn't watch it until I was older. We talked about this last week, I think when we talked about Problem Child and for some reason, this movie somewhat reminds me a little bit of Problem Child. Maybe it's because of the red hair on the doll and he red looks kind of like Junior. There's child in the title, Problem Child, yeah. Child's Play. Yeah. Problem Child, where's the uh, Pat Sajak here? We yeah. got to get him on here. But <laughs> I, but I feel like- I feel like there's there's some similarities to it, but it was always one of those things that I felt like horror movies, especially 80s and 90s horror movies, like I'm not allowed to watch it. And oh, for good yeah. reason. Well, <laughs> there's nudity reason. in all of them. There's no nudity or sex in yeah. these, the Chucky movies, except for doll on doll action. Doll action. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was always boobs in Jason movies, right? It's it's just one of those things you feel like you're getting away with something and you brought that yeah. up last week and I think yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing to talk about. So. Well, that's, that's certainly getting away with. There's like the whole thing of Sneak in an R-rated movie, especially yeah. especially a horror movie. Back in the early '90s, the VHS you get a VHS of a horror movie, like oh yeah. man, you're committing, <laughs> like, you're committing a massive crime. That's what I mean. You feel like you're committing a crime. It's yeah. like I told I'm, I told the story, and I think in our Time Cop episode when I mentioned that my uncle rented Time Cop for us, like when I was probably I was probably fine, but like I felt like oh man, I'm not allowed to watch this. And it was funny, but it, no. it was like the uncut version. Yeah, but so. you got the JCVD love scene there. Yeah, the love- more than any violence. <laughs> the uh, the boobs on the on the random screen that pop yeah. up. So, but uh, no, let, let's talk a little bit about Charles Lee Ray. So, great name by the way, the Lakeshore Strangler. <laughs> and Lakeshore Strangler. I feel like in an alternate universe, Brad Dourif is Lieutenant Dan in. <laughs> In uh, Forrest Gump, because especially like him with the long hair in the scene when he like yeah. he's running in the toy store, does he not give you Lieutenant Dan vibes? Yeah, a little like bit. Like post-war Lieutenant Dan, but with legs. Yeah. Yeah, no mustache, but. Yeah, no mustache with legs. I, I agree. No, I, I agree. What do you think about Duraf though? Dude, Brad Duraf. It's like my hero, man. What a voice. <laughs> and I wake up every day and I just like, I got to check the internet, make sure he's still alive. Because <laughs> it's a treasure, you know, he's just such a treasure. And like, if he goes, the series goes, we can't have another voice. Like, Mark Hamill did a decent job in the reboot, but it wasn't the same, you know. And Mark Hamill's pushing like what I think he's like 70, he's almost 75. Yeah, like, oh god, just please, like, how long can he keep doing this? I, I fear for this, I fear for the series, Drew. I do. <laughs> I, I recognize him from. Just a bunch of different things. He's a that guy Hall of Famer. He is. He's a that guy Hall of Famer. And I, when I kind of put two and two of like, oh, he's the voice of Chucky. Yeah. For a second, I thought like, did they get a different guy to play Charles Lee Ray? Because then the voice doesn't match the face to me. Because I've seen him in other things, 
And it's just really interesting when you start watching this and you're like, man, that's that guy. He is a that guy Hall of Famer, in my well, opinion. That's that's the testament to a great voice actor, right? I mean, great, fantastic. To be able to, to morph yourself into the character, right? Like you look at yeah. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill talks. You don't think of Joker. Yeah, but that's that's the freaking Joker from the animated series, right? It's like it's like it's him. It's able to spin the voice, and I do hear it if I if I hear uh, very faintly, but probably because I've seen the movie way too many times, where I could hear kind of like little snippets of Chucky in there with him. And uh, did you know that? Because you, you said you haven't seen any of the the recent ones. His daughter is now in the series as well. Oh, really? So and she like it's a family affair. Freaking, it's scary. She looks like him. She sounds like him. It's really? ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Is is the series that you mentioned, and I should have asked you this before when we were talking about it, but was that on a TV network? Was it MTV or was it something else? No, Where is it's, that? It's on sci it's simulcast for I don't know whatever reason sci-fi. it's on simulcast on sci-fi and USA. Okay, okay. But it's like it's it's hard R. It doesn't like it there is no censoring. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. There's plenty of Fs, huge blood. It's like it's it might as well be on on a pay station. Like HBO or something. Yeah. I've heard great things about it from you and some other friends that I have yeah. that, that like it. So it's gotten a lot of acclaim. Yeah, it's deservedly got, so. It's got some WB teen aspects to it sometimes, which can get a little cringy because some of the actors are young and they're not super great yet, but they're they're rounding into shape. They're trying. They're trying. But I think the Chucky of it all just overpowers everything. Yeah. The story's really good and you can get past some of the the speed bumps of of the kids as they like kind of like morph into their characters which they end up doing a really good job uh towards you know as as the as the season goes on yeah but yeah it's totally worth a watch for sure so i i don't we're gonna have to put him through the villain scale at the end here maybe we we can we can do that but let's let's talk about like the lakeshore strangler oh yeah like what do you know about the lakeshore strangler what do we know about the lakeshore strangler we don't know how many stranglings we don't know anything we don't know how many strangles he has i mean he's got a gun you can't strangle someone with a gun as far as i know so what, what's his kill count? Do we even know? Yeah. Like what kind of damage has this dude done? I don't know. I need, I need a prequel. I, I need a prequel, but I don't know if 75 year old Brad Dourif is up to the task. That's the only problem. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to, that's where they get his daughter, yeah. I guess, or, or someone yeah. else. Right. They, they dive into his backstory in the show, but it's, it's not enough to me. It's not enough. They don't, like, he's not an action, put it that way that much. Yeah. Only, only slightly. Right. I, I tried moviebodycounts.com, by the way, just for a throwback, and it doesn't exist on there. It's probably on All Out of Bubblegum, maybe. Yeah. It's not an action movie, but I, I'm curious. And, like, the other thing that I, I'm curious about is, like, him and Eddie Caputo. Like, what Eddie, did Caputo do? Dude, like, we don't know anything I, about this dude. This is how psycho I am. I'll just I'll just randomly say the name Eddie Caputo to myself, <laughs> like, at random spots on, a, on any given day. You know the you're name, a fan. It's, it's such a good name for a guy that has zero lines. <laughs> it's just itchy yeah. trigger finger Eddie Caputo shooting at his own house he, he wakes up and just gets just killed in a gas leak just starts shooting he wakes up and starts shooting there are <laughs> mice there are rats everywhere in that house the yeah. noise is probably the rats but he's shooting at the walls yeah That's super paranoid he's paranoid you live in a place like that and yeah. you know you if you're sleeping with a gun you yeah. better be prepared to shoot when you wake up he knows that Charles Lee Ray knew voodoo so maybe he was assuming Charles Lee Ray was in was somewhere in some form. So if Caputo if Caputo was dying, and we can talk maybe about the doll here and the voodoo and stuff like this, but if Caputo was dying, would he have been smart enough to put his soul into a doll? 
I don't think Caputo knows. I think I think Charles Lee Ray is the only one that studies that kind of stuff. I don't think Caputo was in on that. So they were just partners. I think something. he was just a partners, or, or for lack of a better term, like a, a glorified muscle or lackey. Which in the end did him no good because he, like a coward, drove off. Damn it, Caputo! You know he's going to get Eddie Caputo no matter what. I wasn't sure if he was going to get him. Or he was talking about the cop, too, because he wants to both. get him, too. He said both. I'll get you and Eddie, yeah, no matter what. you and Eddie, no matter what. Serious. So, I mean, we can come back to him and talk about Charles Lee Ray and all that stuff, but you mentioned voodoo. They're in a department store. He's running away from the cop. Like, Let's talk about the situation, how he, be, how he becomes this doll. Like, what are the rules of the spell? Like, wh- what happens here? Like, set it up for people who may have not seen this in a long time well you need the heart of Dabala Drew everybody knows that <laughs> which Ade you have Ade Due Dabala give me the power I beg of you Drew uh, you have that in your <laughs> I house have, right I now. have I have a mini heart of Dabala well in case you in case you're dying you could quickly yeah yeah I mean it's always it's there ready it's just I need to die in my house I guess with another <laughs> I mean I have enough of it you have a Chucky doll <laughs> I'm looking over here at my shelf I got a Vigo figure <laughs> See, I got a bobblehead of a couple fillies. I don't know. You have a Chucky doll too, don't you? I do. You I could do. become Chucky if you really wanted to. Dream come true. I, I, I'll become a doll of a doll of a doll. Yes. <laughs> That's meta. I, I, got, meta. I, I got a Ric Flair pop figure. I'd probably choose that actually. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be Ric Flair? Yeah, be Ric Flair. Minus the alcoholism and yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So, you know, you got to do the chant, you know, and you got to, you know, the, 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 the storm comes. And if you finish the chant in time before you die... Soul transfer, you know, easy as that, right? It just seems like a a lot of things to say if you're dying. So, like, is that is that a ejector seat kind of thing, or do people oh, yeah. use that in voodoo? Like, hey, I'm just going to transfer my soul right now. And how many how many times can your soul be transferred? Is it only when you're dying? I don't think Charles Lee Ray knew it was going to work or not. He just realized he was dying. Is like, okay, this is crazy, but it's worth a shot. Let me try it on this doll real quick because I'm dying no matter what. Worth a shot. I've studied this. Let me see if it works. I just I don't, I don't think he planned on like doing this whenever the day came that he died. I think it was like a spur of the moment. Like it was a, it was a Hail Mary. It was a Hail Mary. And I think it was worth it. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you're dying. You're going to die anyway. So what are the what are the rules of this thing because as I was watching this, I couldn't help but think does he instantly become Chucky? Is there a time period where he's like waiting in this box? Yeah. Like he's in the box as a doll. Like I wasn't sure how this worked. Like what, what are the rules? Like, do you think he instantly became him? It's or a good was question. Like over time. It's a good question because it isn't explicitly stated. So if we're going by like series lore in bride, when he gets uh, brought back to life by Tiffany, uh, it takes a little bit of time. I don't know, 15 minutes to a half hour to an hour. We don't know when she thinks it doesn't work and the doll's just laying there. And then he pops up the life later and kills her boyfriend, right? So I think this is the same situation where the, the soul transfer, there might be a time limit involved in that where he might not have been alive for, you know, for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. I don't know. So enough time for, I think, the bum to find the doll and box him up out of the bur- out of the burning building, right? Yeah, had to I mean, have been. Otherwise, he would have scurried away, right? You would think, but what if, I mean, can he get out of the box? Is he strong enough? I don't know what the of rules course, are for that. Of course he is. Yeah. He he tears himself out of the box in three. So, because he's alive in three, he shipped himself to the military school. 
which is great. About which that is one. great. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you talk about a bigger mind f than yeah. like completely messing with this kid? Like this kid's yeah. screwed for life. Like I'm yeah, sorry. The kid, the kid. The kid dealt with this doll. Everyone thought he was crazy for his year six and seven. And then he thought he was cool, even though he was mentally screwed up, sent to military school. And then the doll shows back up military school. This kid, this poor kid. Yeah. I remember seeing that one. I yeah. do remember seeing that one. I mean, it's a total Sarah Connor situation, right? You yeah. think about Sarah Connor's in the, in, in the psychiatric facility and the T-800 shows up and she's like, oh my God, this guy again? Yeah, this guy again. Me? I got to deal with this. Yeah, and if Chucky showed up one day and he was good, then you wouldn't believe him. Which exactly is a, is a subplot of season two of Chucky. So there you go. So you you got like you, you got to push the glasses up because you know you know all the, all I, the I lore know, here. I, I have detailed files, Drew. <laughs> detailed files. I'm trying to think of a, what episode you were when you were like, oh, well, <laughs> well <laughs> actually, well actually, if I hit you with a well actually, then you can smack me. So, no, but so yeah, he's. I believe he's not alive yet. When he was first scooped up by the uh by the bum right somewhere between the bum having it and selling it to karen he's alive i think he's alive already when karen acquires him he's just waiting waiting for his turn to bust loose i liked the other aspect of this where they said the longer and i think it was the 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 head voodoo magic guy yeah he said that the longer that he stays in the doll the more human he becomes maybe not completely but he had like a heart and all that other stuff. And you could see the transformation too, where like you even call it out, like his hairline started receding to look more like Charles Lee Ray. Like he yep. looked more human as, as it happened. And the whole point of this was that he needed to get transfer his soul to the first person that he revealed. Like that was the rule. Yeah. What if like, what I kept thinking about this. What if the kid died during their trip through the slums of Chicago? Like he yeah, was w- sure. really reckless with that, wasn't he? Yeah, you would think like, would Chucky have protected him, or would Chucky have uh, f you kid, whatever? I can do this on my own. I'll find another sucker, right? Because he was at smart. the time. At the time, he didn't know that he had to transfer his soul into the first person he told a secret to, right? That he found that after on the voodoo on the voodoo trip. So. Why, yeah, why is he hanging out with this kid for so long? You think the first minute he would just like escape? Just, but just, maybe he's smart for keeping the kid around because there's an, a way to blame the kid for all the things that he's doing. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't really matter because who's going to believe that adult yeah. in anything? Like, it doesn't matter it's whether it's a kid or a 50 year old man or a 30 year old woman. It doesn't matter because like nobody's going to blame the doll. But at the same time, like we, we talked about in the intro, when he kills the babysitter, Maggie. Like Chucky, you you just got out of the box. Can you wait a day? <laughs> He's can addicted. You wait, can you wait a day? Figure it out. What your plan is before you go killing people again? Because now the cops are all over the kid. You don't need heat right away. <laughs> He's addicted. He can't. He can't yeah. help himself. He's addicted. He is He's there for the taking. Yeah. <laughs> He's do a it, lake man. shore strangler, man. Yeah. He should have strangled her. That's what he should have done. The lake shore strangler. You know what? No, no, I was wrong. I was about to say he didn't strangle one person, but he did try to strangle the cop. He did. In the car. So he did. There was one strangulation, but he didn't. But he, he but should he have strangled the girl. Him. He didn't kill him. He should have strangled Maggie. She, am I crazy to say like she pathetically jumped out of that window? Like she didn't, he didn't really push her. Come he on. did. She didn't have to flail like that. She flopped. She flopped. She dove. Yeah. She took a swan dive. Yeah. It was a Marcus Smart situation. It was a Chris Paul situation. She flopped. 
I did. Big time. <laughs> I, I want to ask you, he went into this doll in this store and it just was right, it was laying right there. He fell into the pile of good guy dolls. Yeah. Were there any other better options? And maybe we could go through some things here because I have some thoughts yeah. on this that he could have gone into. The, the first one that I was going to ask you about was like, does it have to be something that could be alive in the equivalent of the real life thing? Because I was thinking like, could he go into like a remote control car and right, turn so, into like a like a, a car, like a possessed car? So are, are we doing Terminator 2 rules? Like Maybe. he can't he can't turn into knives or stepping weapons, complex machines like bombs, things like that. But he can turn into any person or any any like bipedal looking <laughs> inanimate object. I don't know. <laughs> I liked in the Terminator episode, Terminator yeah. Two. You said like, why didn't he turn? Why didn't he turn into a gun and just shoot like shoot somebody? He's like, no, it didn't didn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. It's in his best interest to turn into something that can at least walk and maneuver, right? <laughs> but like I a mean, really, control car could drive all over. I mean, really, what you want is mannequin. If you're at a department store, you want mannequin. <laughs> you don't want tiny doll. But he didn't have options. He was dying. Yeah. But if a mannequin was sitting there and there was a choice between the two, I think I'd go mannequin. Well, it's bigger. It's bigger. But, like, but it's hard to stay incognito with a mannequin, right? Yeah, because it's like the doll... It's kind of genius in a way because it's a kid's toy. So he gets the kid as the accomplice, un- unbewilling to him. Yeah. Right. Right. But in the terms of how the voodoo spell works, if you're mannequin, you just stay in the store and eventually you'll become human. That's true. And he'll have a brand new mannequin body, turns into a human body. Does Isn't he get that a penis? better? Does he get a penis? Yeah, maybe. He, does, then- he, is, he is anatomically correct. He, he impregnates Tiffany and okay. Chucky. So yeah. But like, size you know does he get to say in that like like how does it grow like maybe that's after dark that's after dark last our podcast after dark. that's what the credit that's what the credits roll we yeah. talk about that we'll ask for that later yeah. you, you might hear it if you stick around the, the the question i have is like he's becoming human or whatever but like what if he was you asked the other thing i'll throw another weird one out like what if he was a nintendo system this is 1988, right? Like, what was he in the TV then? Is his face like in the game? It's like, got a computer chip. I mean, if we're going by Terminator 2 rules, then he can't do it. Isn't Lawnmower Man? Isn't that a thing where it's like yes. guys in the machine? Yeah. He's like, he's like in the things and like a ghost of the machine is the yeah. other one. Like, what What else? Like, I, I feel like. Shocker. Yeah. Not that shocker, the, the 80s movie shocker. Yeah. No. I like where you're going with that. Like, imagine, like, yeah, what if, if he's a Nintendo? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how he exacts his revenge on Eddie Caputo if he's a Nintendo. Just <laughs> strangles him with the <laughs> controller cord. <Yeah. laughs> that's a completely the duck hunt gun becomes a real gun. I mean, that that's a completely now you're talking about like puppet master kind of. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. The, the duck hunt gun becomes a real yeah. gun. Yeah. <laughs> what about like a stuffed animal or something like a bear? You mentioned Same that. Thing. Yeah, it's like Ted. It's like it's the movie Ted, but with murderous uh, implications. But does he become a fierce bear, or is it Same like a thing. teddy bear? I think he. Yeah, of course he's going to be fierce eventually. Sure, with a with a with a bad attitude and a, and a dirty mouth, Drew. With his whole plan to go do the voodoo magic and transfer his soul into Andy, are there any benefits to to staying as the doll versus actually turning into the six year old kid? And then what happens if he does turn into Andy? Like, I want to break that down a minute because there's yeah. some weird stuff there. But like, would you want to say the doll? Yeah, isn't being a doll the best 
case scenario long term for a guy who's, I guess, addicted to killing because yeah. you'll never suspect the doll. You can, right. he, can, he can kill indefinitely, right? As yeah. long as he's not caught on camera. You're going to have well, people, if you have witnesses, one or two here or there, they're never going to believe it. They're going to get thrown to the psych ward. And the fact is, this is a good guy doll. So there's like thousands and hundreds of thousands yes. of them. So even if you did know that it's him, I don't know the lore like you do over the other movies, but like, okay, hey, this doll is doing this. Which one? There's like, yeah. everybody has one of these yes. things. You don't know which one it is. And he can hide incognito. So it's yes. kind of genius. He could strangle as many people as he wants. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like his power of being able to like turn the face on from inanimate object to a live doll. I wonder if over time he loses that power. Yeah. Like when he goes full on human, would he not be able to morph back into the blank stare? Good guy. Maybe. Because if, because if he is able to do the blank stare at any time, you know, 10 years down the line, then it's like a superpower, right? It is. It is a superpower. Yeah. What what would happen if he does turn into Andy? Like, what's the plan there? Like, you we joked about it before. Like, are there two souls in the body? Like, yeah. what is that? Like, what's he going to do? Is he I, a six-year-old kid? Like, you know, like the trope where there's like a soul or like a, a someone's possessed in a movie. Yeah. And like, oh, they're trying to fight it. And the good comes out because someone like does a speech or something like that. Like tries to like will the soul the the good part into the person, right? I don't know. In this case, yeah, I think there would there would be a shared soul because he put a soul into the inanimate object. There was no soul to share with. Now he's going to be sharing a soul with Andy. I wonder if there will be like this this good versus evil battle that will forever go on in that body. It's interesting too because what's the plan? Like, okay, you turn into Andy. I like the, I like the, the V Johnny Silverhand thing. If you played cyberpunk 2077, there's like a similar situation where it's like one's taking over the other. And it's like, yeah. he then takes over Andy. And we joked about the vessel. Like, I guess yes. he just, Andy is now the Lakeshore strangler. It's yeah, just a then, weird thing. And then like, who's going to suspect the kid, right? If the kid yeah. starts murdering people, all aside from the fact that everyone suspects him because no one believes that the doll did it. But imagine this, right? Imagine you're, you know, you're almost a 40-year-old man, right? I'm almost a 40-year-old man here. Imagine taking your brain and your soul and your consciousness yeah. and being forced back into a six-year-old's body. That's, I was just about to say the same thing to you. So so you're going to tell me he's going to put his soul into Andy and then the next day go to kindergarten class? Yes. Is he going to stay no. with his mom for the next 12 years? No. Or is he going to run immediately? Because he like knows he's street smart. He could survive as a six-year-old. But physically, Kenny, because he's small, he's weak. Like the doll, like does he get super strength? Well, does he, he might like have. A- I, I think that the doll has super strength. Now, this has been debated and, and never confirmed. I don't think it's been confirmed that Chucky does have superior strength to that you may think a doll would have, right? Okay. I'm not saying he's the Hulk or anything like that, but he's as strong as maybe like if you were to arm wrestle the doll. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> he might have visual. the same. He might have the same strength as Charles Lee Ray, the adult. Okay. I think. I think the strength of Charles is in the doll. As as strong as he is, that's how strong the doll is. So if you're in like a you're in a grapple with them, like as everyone is, they're always at a grapple where he has to bite somebody, or and then they eventually get to throw him. I think he has the strength, the like the the arm strength of of Charles. I believe. 
But what about if he goes into Andy, does he lose that strength because the doll doesn't have any strength? The doll is an animated object. Yeah. He goes into Andy. Like I'm saying, like imagine you go and you're a kid now and it's not even just like having to go to kindergarten, having to go do this. It's like you're physically, I hate to bring up the Mario Brothers things, but you sort of de-evolved to like a child. Like that's got to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it's you know, you're right. And I, I, I would be more apt to believe that he has Andy strength when he go into a real yeah. human body and then he'll have to build a strength up from there. Now <laughs> he will have the, the mentality of a killer and he'll be able to probably get a one up on most foes he faces. But if you're in a street fight and he loses his knife and it's guy, you know, grown man versus six year old body, he's probably going to lose the fight. I think like, well, this, here's the thing, right? If you had a really smart and cunning person like, I'll bring it up because we always talk about it, but, like, let's say Terry Silver went into, like, a six-year-old's body. Please, let's not have that horror. You know what I mean? Oh, like, God. Or whoever. Like, I'm thinking of Shang Tsung, right? Let's say yeah. Shang Tsung went into a six-year-old's body. Yeah. Like, the smartness of them and the long game of, I'm going to play the long game here, and I'm going to become, like, an even more powerful serial killer, and I'm going to use this as a second chance to, like, yeah. become even better. But That's- this dude becomes a doll, and he's instantly killing yeah. the babysitter. He- He's he doesn't have the discipline. Oh uh, yeah, you're that's right. exactly a, what I'm saying. A, ter- a Terry Silver would absolutely stay with his mom forever, and like go through school again, scheming. Which is a psychopath is more <laughs> psycho than Charles Lee Ray not being able to contain himself and kill within six hours of being alive. Again. Yeah, yeah. The, you have to be a true psycho to to play school for another freaking twelve <laughs> years. <laughs> say yes mom no mom get grounded take the grounding you know yeah all, but that play but little I mean, league all that stuff but you get a do-over but you could yeah. do over and become even more powerful than you were if you got the right mentality so yeah. that's like does he have what it takes you know and i don't think he does like if you're gonna instantly kill the babysitter yeah. charles within- <laughs> doesn't yeah <laughs> so, a, a better person would 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 be better off playing house. For it's sure. a wasted opportunity for yeah. this guy. So he should stay the doll. That's the point. Yeah. It's hard. It, look, it's hard to talk about this movie and not make it like six hours long because I think there's just, there's so many hypotheticals. This is like ripe yeah. for us. And, and it's my fault because I love this movie so much that I'm probably rambling. And I'm no, sorry. Th- this is, this is why we did this movie. I want you to be able to talk about it because this is one of your favorite movies. And, you know, for a long time we had been talking about, you pick one, and then I pick one, and I think this is the perfect one. So I want you to be able to yeah. talk about any topic that you want. And, and then we got six more to do, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got six more. But let's talk about Andy for a second. So I actually think he did a pretty good job, the child actor. I think he's adorable. Dude, the the One of the top all-time kid performances. Great. And the cutest. Oh, my God, the cutest. Did you remember the scene, and I hate remember this, remember that, right? Do you remember the scene where he's in the kid jail? And he realizes Chucky's after him and nobody's believing him. And he breaks down and starts crying. Yes, it was great. Like, oh, my heart, my heart hurt when I saw that. The kid, like, he was so believable. And he does, it's the same actor throughout the whole film, right? Through all of them? Yeah. So it's the ones where he is. Yeah. He's in one through three. It's even, wait. Yeah, I believe it's the same kid in three. Don't, don't tell me I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. No, actually, he's not in three. I apologize, but he does show up later on in the series as like a uh, first as a cameo and then as a full blown character once the uh, once the show starts. I thought he was great. He was really good. Yeah, all time so adorable. I mean, he did a great job. I thought the biggest 
and one of the scariest things in this movie was the way he made breakfast for his, oh, his mom, dude, right? I was on the edge of my seat when he was making that <laughs> breakfast, man. And this is the type of thing where like I didn't I didn't care about this scene maybe even 10 years ago. But now it's just I was like, I was so nervous. <laughs> the mess, he's spilling it on the carpet, walking it to his mom's bedroom. Yeah, you can't spill milk <sighs> on a carpet. That's gonna be it's gonna stink. How how many sugar scoops in that cereal? <laughs> I think at least four. I counted. At and he least. poured the whole bowl. He poured, he it, poured the whole box into the bowl. And it was sugary cereal to begin yeah. with, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get heart disease, oh. man. He burned the toast, Drew. How do you burn toast? Uh, so I think. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. I've burned toast recently, not on purpose. How? It's like an accident. But so you put it in the toaster, and let's say you cook a bagel or something, or yeah. and then you go. And bagel is a thicker piece of bread, right? So you got toast. Yeah. I just turn it up a little higher or you put it on on the toast. At least the toaster I have has a bagel setting, which is hotter, something like that. Okay. But if you lose track of it or you, you put it on too long, then it's gonna burn. So you've never t- you've never burned toast? It's the same timer though, right? Well so you can do you, levels of darkness. You if can, you put if you if you make toast in a bagel setting, it's gonna burn the toast because it's not as thick. Is that what you're saying? It could. Or I turn it up sometimes, like it's a but, timer. No, no, yeah, but, but here's the thing. All right, so if they have like, let's say you have one through five, right, yes. on your dial. So you're telling me if you put it up to five, you have to watch the damn toaster, or else it's gonna burn. That's a, that's that's a bad design. No, but it's not like. So think about it, right? Let's say you put something in the oven. You could burn a pizza because yeah, you but, put it in. But there's no time. To, like yeah, you could forget about it. The toaster pops up on its own. There's a there's a mechanism to to stop it from cooking. But if you leave it in too long, it's like leaving a pizza in too no, long. No, there is no leaving it in too long. It pops up. I, I'm not talking about a toaster oven. It does. It Every, does you, pop you, up. You push the thing down. It pops up a, after X <laughs> amount of time, whether it's one or five. Yeah, or but what two I'm saying is, if you put it on five, five might be too long for the bread that you picked. No, 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 no. no there's no, no, no sensor no. that tests the, yeah. the the doneness of the toast. I feel like if you have what a toaster, toaster you have? where where you you put it on five <laughs> and and the the full length of five is we're gonna burn the shit out of it, <laughs> then that's a toaster malfunction. That's not me. I well, didn't burn the toast. I, the toaster burned it. But the, it's it's the time of it. I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong, but what I am saying is it's bad toaster. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's, you I've can't never burn toast because you never burn toast in your life. Because the thing pops up, it knows. Like it doesn't it know doesn't that it's know. not burned. But like, if then the manufacturer put the wrong timing mechanism in there, because five shouldn't equal burn. It should equal dark, dark as hell, <laughs> but not charred. So please write in here. People Tell in me the comments, if you please. Please leave a comment and let me know if you've if you burnt your toast before. Because I don't burn it on purpose, but no, it's happening. No I mean, it's not like on fire. Yeah, but it's a little bit darker but than you. I'm would talking want. about Andy's burnt toast here, where the thing was smoking and it almost was on fire. <laughs> All right, well then that's different. Like fire toast versus, hey man, but, damn, like, I cooked this too long. Either way, the the manufacturer, it's gonna pop up and stop cooking. Like five should never equal black char fire toast. <laughs> throw it away toast. If if your five dial equals throw it away toast, then you got a bad toaster. Your bread's too thin, man. You, your you, bread's you too it. thin. I'm not. I'm not toasting pita bread. <laughs> I do. Don't you? <laughs> this is. Listen. We joked about it before. Yeah. This is why you come to the Last Row Podcast. 
as a self-respecting Arab man, if you're if you're toasting your pita bread in a toaster, not that, pita that we bread, gotta, we, we gotta have words. Thin 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 breads, right? I like pita yeah. bread as much as you do too. Yeah. As as a self-respecting Arab man here, but uh, what what about this? What about this kid? I want to talk about him as an actor. So you got Alex Vincent. I don't know how old this kid was when he was in this movie, but like, what are the ethics of a child actor in a movie? where a doll is terrorizing him. Like, how do you separate reality from like the acting? And as a child at six, it's hard to know. Yeah. So I believe he's playing six in the movie and I think he was six or seven when the movie was being made. So it's same age, same age. And I know your imagination runs wild with you at that age. Sure. But if you're on set and your counterpart actor is this doll that's half taken apart on a, on a dolly with six guys with, you know, <laughs> floppy hair and beards and <laughs> snacking, on, the magic burnt, away from snacking on burnt toast behind the scenes. <laughs> User, like, it's clearly a movie. Like, I feel like the movie magic is gone <laughs> when you're on set. So it's not a horror situation to him. It's just a doll on a dolly. Right? You mean they're not really making love in adult films? Well, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, take the magic away from this. Yeah, gotta take the magic away. But but I, yeah. I agree with you. But right? you don't think there's a, some level where there's like a creepiness to I'm supposed to act like this thing is chasing me. This thing is gonna kill me. Like there's some oh my god, maybe this is real. Like there's yeah. some level. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting having like the child actor, and this is any any movie really, where a child actor has to channel those types of emotions of like fear, right? That's got to yeah, that's got to be hard. It's got to mess with you, I guess, a little bit. But I would say acting this movie, like I would totally let my six year old act in a horror movie. I wouldn't let him watch it, but I would let him act in it because it's two different things. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it yeah. is different. It's just weird. I always think about the, like, the ethics of this. Yeah, consider uh, Freddy Krueger, right? Which is like the most like the scariest looking visual to a kid that you could probably have if he's standing right next to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you have Robert Englund sitting there. In the full Freddy costume, and you're a child actor, and when when it's a cut, you start cracking jokes, and it's like he's your best friend on set. You're not scared; you're disarmed. So fair enough. I feel like that a lot of that happens before they even start filming. Right? That's what they want you to think. They disarm yeah. you so you they hope. Can get you. You hope, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I was also thinking about it. I didn't pay attention to this very much, but was there actually a scene? where he was coming after him with the knife that we saw them in the same shot. Because what if they didn't actually do that? Right. Too? Probably not. Like a lot of Andy scenes were probably all reactionary, reactionary, all, all right, pretend this is going to happen. Pretend that is going to happen. I feel like most of the Chucky and, and Andy scenes together were him carrying him, the doll, him talking yeah. to him, the doll. Yeah. Right. The scariest thing is probably going to that crack house, like down in, in the <laughs> middle of Chicago, like, yeah. On the subway by himself and all that stuff. It was kind of wild up. He doesn't know what a crack house is. Yeah. He has no clue. Like, this house looks like it could use a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> what so what about the whole aspect of this doll is coming after you? He's telling you things. Nobody believes you, but he also doesn't understand the severity of like what's happening either. Because the babysitter dies and he's yeah. like, Oh no, Aunt Maggie died. Oh, is she hurt? Like he doesn't really get it, and the whole aspect of him dropping the name of Charles Lee Ray to his mom, 
Yeah. Like that should be a sign right there of like, how the hell does he know who Charles Lee Ray is? He's a six year old kid. Right. And that's, that's clue number one that there's something weird going on here. How would he be dropping Charles Lee Ray's name? Unless he heard it on the news or something like that. Right. 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 Well, I was saying this to you earlier, but like, do you have to believe him automatically because he's talking about this? Or is it because like, is Charles Lee Ray in this universe? Like Charles Manson, or yeah. is he some B tier killer that you don't even know who this guy is? Like, who the hell is Charles? Like, some guy you heard on the on the nightly news, like Charles Lee Ray. Right? Is he Jeffrey Dahmer, or is he you know just some random dude that you know nobody knows about? Right, right, right. Like, because depending on how popular this guy is, I think if he's got a nickname, you know, Lakeside Strangler, Lakeshore Strangler, <laughs> then yeah, I think he's popular. Sure, the kid might have heard the name in school or something like that. Sure. You can't just get a nickname and not have bodies on your name. He's got a lot of strangles <laughs> on his on a scorecard. We don't have many, but one day maybe Tons. we'll find out. Yeah. What about the mom? I, I don't. I mean, we can't really spend a ton of time talking about the cop, Mike. He'll get him too. He he stinks. Well, he was a bad actor. He was a bad. He was not, not, not very not, good. No, no, no disrespect, but he wasn't very good, was he? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> uh, the mom. Oh, I just know this mom from that show that used to be on TV. What was it called? Seventh Heaven. Seventh like, Heaven. That's yeah. what I know her from. Yeah, she's good. The mom. I thought, she, I thought she was really good at this. A little, little over dramatic at times, but like totally acceptable. What did you really, think about her? Good. Her trying to get it was a it was a Turbo Man situation, right? She's got to get this doll. Yeah. I got the impression they're single mother. We don't know what happened to the dad I, other He's, than he died. He died. Yeah, he died. He's dead. But the aspect of she couldn't afford the doll and all of that. So she was trying to save up for it. She couldn't save yeah. up for it this month. So she's, you know, times are tight. But she buys this thing from the peddler, the bum from the alley that you said. Like, yes. Is that a good or a bad idea? Just in general. Uh, you know, I probably would not have done it. I would have said, sorry, kid. Because odds are that thing's broken, right? It might or possessed. Or it might be possessed bugs. for all we know. And yeah, it was possessed. It might be possessed. So, <laughs> it's probably what's, possessed. What's worse? It's possessed or it has fleas and bed bugs? I think I'd take the, the possession over the fleas. I mean, if you've got, you got bed bugs, then it's like you're done, man. Like, what's harder, an exorcism or getting rid of bed bugs? Like, I probably, I <laughs> probably bed bugs. <laughs> because I've heard that, like, yeah. that is like an exorcism trying yeah. to get rid of those things <laughs> I mean if the doll is just possessed you could just throw the fireplace obviously but if it's got bed bugs then you gotta like get rid of your mattress and bomb your whole house and yeah can't, can't you pour holy water on the ball on the doll or something something like, like that does holy water get rid of bed uh, bugs by, no but uh, as in the show they do holy water do they really they okay, do man. everything just... you're thinking of they're doing you should watch the show <laughs> I think I would like this but holy water, no. Last I checked, does not get rid of bed bugs, but I've does never it, tried it. Does never it burn it. him? Does it burn him in the show? Uh, it does something. We'll see. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't want to spoil don't it. Don't give it away. All right. Yeah, yeah but I, I think you're right. Like, you probably don't want to buy a doll of the alley. It's probably possessed yeah. or it has bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and like the guy, the bum having this, like, do you think that was a fair price? What she? What was it? 30 bucks? 30 bucks. Her friend was right. Should have been 10. Because like 10 bucks is fine for, <laughs> okay, I'm going to buy this if it doesn't work or it's possessed. It's only ten bucks, right? Yeah, thirty dollars in nineteen. Thirty bucks is a, is a is a risk for that. Yeah. What was the retail? What was it? Eighty. Hundred. 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 All right. Well, which by the way, crazy expensive for nineteen eighty eight. Hundred dollars <laughs> for that doll. How much from, did the Cabbage Patch doll cost? I don't think that much. I mean, they're well, hard Cabbage, to get. But the Cabbage Patch doll didn't talk though. So that's true. This thing talked. It was almost like talked. it had an yeah. AI. Yeah, it has like a sensor thing. It'll say. 
you know, I'd like to be hugged and all that crap. What what was the whole thing with the cop too? Like, have they, has he been chasing this guy for a long time? Because you got the impression they had a history. I feel like they I feel like they did, but I don't know. Well, he knew enough like about the cop to like find him and and try to get revenge on him in doll form, right? So I feel like the cop had been on the case a long time. So I feel like they had some kind of history, which would make a good prequel, right? We need it. It's just like yeah. we said, we need a kindergarten cop prequel yeah. where Kimball's going after Crisp. We need that. Yeah. Did you get any chemistry between between Karen and the cop? Like I think they were trying to show it, but I didn't I, I don't didn't think like it was it. good. I don't think it was there. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't like try too hard either. Right. They could have leaned harder into it, and for yeah. all we know, maybe there was more. Because this is the kind of movie where it would be like they fell in love and then they he became the stepdad of Andy. Yeah. And it's like, we don't need that. Like, we don't yeah. need that. Are you like are you forced to become a couple if if you're sharing that that uh, bond of the moment of finding out the doll is possessed and no one's going to believe you? Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to believe if you. You might as well only, shack up at that yeah, point. If you're the only two people on Earth who know that the doll is alive besides, you know, the kid and the other cop. And the right? other cop, yeah. So it's like, I feel like they're, you're kind of forced to, to be together, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Before we wrap up the end of the movie and stuff, Let's talk a little bit about him on the villain scale. So we mentioned right. we did him on the Halloween scale, and I think he lost in the what was it the quarterfinals? Quarterfinals, Jason. I believe. Yeah. And I, th- I we had a different categories on that. He had a twenty-one for whatever that is. Go back and check it out. I'll put a link to it in in the show notes. Yeah. But there was other underrated. stuff. Underrated episode. Yeah, I I do think that was underrated. If you guys like long. horror movies, check that out. You know what, guys, listen to it on on one point five speed. Yeah, you know, we go through it no time. <laughs> I might don't don't ruin my artistic integrity here. <laughs> oh, no, I just upset. I just upset the director. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The editor. Yeah, the editor. My, my masterpiece. <laughs> my masterpiece. But no, let's throw him in the villain scale. So if you guys are new to our show, we have a patented last row villain scale. There's four major categories: look or style, hideout or lair, plan or henchman. One through five for each. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this because, like I said, we kind of already did it. But we can quickly scale it. I'm not even going to debate you on these. I'm going to let you, you have full carte blanche on so, this. This is your guy. I need to clarify. When you say you're going to put the villain through the villain scale, we're talking about Mr. Criswell, the department yes. store boss, right? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that guy. What That's an right. asshole. I'm sorry. That guy was the worst. <laughs> he made her work. Yeah, on her I son's birthday. That? On her son's birthday. Made her work even when her friend was ready, willing, and able to fill in. Well, I don't know if you know this, but... You, she, she wasn't. She didn't know how to work that counter. She knew how the other one. Like, what's she yeah. doing? She's selling. She's selling stuff. Let me tell you this. Why wasn't there a scene where Chucky killed Mister Criswell? Yeah, maybe there was. It should have been because there should have been, and that would have been very satisfying. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. That's where they do it in a sequel. In a yeah, sequel, that's a se- it's a that. sequel move. It's a sequel move. It's like yeah. kill the annoying guy. That's what yeah. they would do. That yes. should. That's why he gets Doctor Point from his plan. I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. No, uh, you're right. We should have talked about that. I didn't even think about that. No, I, this is the best place to bring him up. So I was saying uh, that. So what? What about? Let's start with his his look or his style. And uh, you know, it's I'm curious how he's going to do. But it, it's got to be a five, five, right? It's a five. Um, you know, the iconic my buddy look. You got the red hair. You got the freckles. You know, overalls, cute little boots, and, you know, all of his accessories, his knives. You know, he's a straggler. He's the piano wire. How could you, how could you not? It's iconic. It's iconic. It's five. I don't hear anything else about it. <laughs> I agree with you. What about his hideout or his, his lair? Does he even have one? See, I, I, I'm curious. I don't, uh, sorry, bad host. I don't remember what we discussed in the previous one uh, for, the, for the, for the horror, for the horror one, but. 
Is his hide out the box? We gave it a three for whatever yeah. reason. And I'm going to treat this in a vacuum because it's been like a year since we did yeah. it. And it's different. It's a different scale. It, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a horror Halloween scale versus a villain scale. Is this hide out the box? I think is we his, said his, something his buddy about, box? about that. Or I think it's it's the house of the kid. Because, excuse me. Is his hideout the doll itself, his body? Ooh. Yeah, like, well, it counts on, is he, are we talking about his soul? Or are we talking about Charles him? Lee Ray. We're talking about Charles Lee Ray slash Chucky. I think that his his body, no, the doll is more of an accessory, I think. Okay. All right. Which, so, which is a five already. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to have to go with like the box. It's base right? of operations, right? Yeah. Like, technically, you could say it's his body, but I, I agree with you. I think the box and Andy's apartment. Yeah. I mean, it's a great box. Um, <laughs> it's a great box. It is a great gonna, box. Yeah, it's a great box. I wish I had one. Uh, like a two or a three. We gave it a three last time, probably because I was I was boosted the numbers. Because, <laughs> You're um, gonna boost it. Yeah, I'll go two this time. He, he I'll, I'll, I'll be more I'll be more realistic about it than this one. Yeah. This is the official scale, so I gotta be realistic. He doesn't have the keys to the apartment. Like he's got to wait till they let him in, yeah. right? So he can't. It's not his apartment, and the no, box is he destroyed. Makes it his. He makes and that it box his. was all busted yeah. up too. So now, once we get to two, and we get <laughs> to use the doll factory as his home, that's a five. that's yeah, that is a five. But that's, which by we'll yeah, wait by, for that. By the way, Child's Play Two is the definitive Chucky. I was going to ask you, is He's that perfect the best balance one? of funny and menacing with the the final scene culminating in the doll factory, which is like a twenty minutes of, of just pure, just fantasticness. I always remember that because yeah. it reminded me of the end of Terminator where they're yeah. trying to crush the T-800. Right. So if we're going to score the ultimate Chucky, it would be from Child's Play 2. Okay. But, but for now, we're going to give him a two for We'll adjust it when we do Child's Play yeah. 2. Yeah. What about his plan? Does he even have one? So his plan is to get out of that doll's body, right? That's the ultimate goal. Sure. Now, he doesn't know until later that the first person he tells, he has to, you know... He, would he rethink that plan had he known that before he started talking to Andy? We don't know. He should know that magic if yeah. he's going to use I it. Mean, he didn't want to be the bum, so yeah, you got those That's teeth. True. You got those teeth. You know, you're stuck. Um, <laughs> it's the grossest teeth yeah. of all time. Yeah, I mean, I think the plan was to get out of the body, and it was a good plan. He had a, a six year old body is a great vessel, as we say. It's a, it was a great vessel to go back into. He just got thwarted. As as every every villain does, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go solid four. You are gonna go four? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I oh. won't argue it. And secondary plan is just to get more bodies because you gotta get kills. So <laughs> more, he should have strangled more people. And so I'd yeah, give him a five. Yeah, he only had one half strangulation in this movie. As we said, it's not enough. Not enough strangulation. And I think his 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 almost accidental reveal. He he brought the heat on himself by killing the babysitter. He yeah. should have done it, but. Yeah. Still a little self-restraint. Like when he when he electrocuted the doctor. That, that was pretty should, awesome. But that should have been a strangulation. Yeah, yeah. He got too flashy. Don't right. you think on some level, didn't that doctor deserve it a little bit? I know he didn't because yeah. he thought he was helping the kid. But like the yeah, kid. They, they, yeah, they, they painted the guy to so you don't care that he died. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine I, being yeah, locked in a mental hospital. Knowing, I mean, you know, unless because yeah. you, know, you start to question sanity and you think sure. that you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. Like the it's dolls like the, after him. You said the Brad Pitt, uh, the Bruce Willis, twelve monkeys thing. Yeah, yeah sure. 
Absolutely. you go back in time, it's like, hey, I'm yeah. from the future. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, sure, buddy. Sure, sure, buddy. Everybody. Here, put this, put this gown on. What about uh, what about a henchman? Does Andy count as one of his henchmen? Yeah, Andy Caputo is a total failure as a henchman. <laughs> Right? Andy's a better henchman because he carries him around everywhere. <laughs> he transports him. Just the scene of him like carrying him on the subway, on the freaking just through the slums of Chicago, just yeah. carrying him. That was like, so he, funny. Like, does he have a knife to his back the whole time, or is Andy <laughs> just oblivious? Like, oh, yeah, Chucky says I'll do. I think it was that. I think it was yeah. the latter. Chucky yeah. said so I'll do. Yeah. So like, if one of your toys comes to life, like you think you hit the jackpot. Especially at that age where your imagination is like in full control. What's that movie and the book, The Indian in the Cupboard? He puts yeah. a toy and the cowboy and the yep. Native American toy into yep. the cupboard and they become toys that he loves. Yeah, like that's book. what I think about. Yep. So of course you're going to do what it says. Sure. Um, I, I think it'd be funny and uh, maybe we get an extra point for Andy. Because for half the, movie, half the movie, Andy helped him get where he needed to yeah. go. He I think helped he him, He helped him kill uh, Eddie Caputo. I think he counts. So I'm going to go two. I think I'm good with that. If it was just Eddie, it's a one because it's basically a zero because Eddie sucks. <laughs> but I want to see Eddie Caputo in the prequel. I do know? too. What, yeah, what, like, what's his what deal? What was his value to the team? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you total this up, I will give you, I'll give you the total here. So it was five for looking style, two for hideout layer, four for plan and two for henchman. You're looking at a 13 out of 20 here. And this puts him in line with the Predator. He's right tied with Predator, the the Penguin, uh, yes. Strut, Dorian Tyrell, the Volcano yep. from Dante's Peak, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> Just below M. Bison at a fourteen point oh. five. So see, that's getting up there because it's hard. It's hard to get all. It's hard to get strong scores in all yeah. categories. Chuck, so. Chuckyopolis doesn't exist. Bisonopolis yeah. does. He's got a currency. Does, yeah. So I, I think that's pretty respectable, in my yeah. opinion. For such a little guy, not bad at all. Let's let's close this out. I just want to ask you about how they kill him in the end because we can't talk about this movie and not talk about like the end fight here. Right. Dude, am I crazy to think that I would have just like thrown a blanket over him or or like ta- <laughs> <laughs> he's a small doll at the end of the day. Like they're treating him like I I don't know. Like, obviously I'm not I don't have a killing doll chasing me. Sure. But I look at this thing and it's like I know you said he had super strength. I know you said that he's got Charles Lee Ray's strength. But That's my opinion. I don't know for a fact. It's maybe, right? Maybe yeah. he does. So let's assume that he does in this I think scenario. it's logical. Yeah. You know, let's assume that. that he does. But, you know, everyone just like, he jumps on them and he bites them and they throw him away. Like they yeah. throw him off. Yeah. Like I get it. Even if you threw him out the window, he'd scamper away. What yeah. you should do, this is what I would do, yeah. grab him by the legs and just start like, like walloping him against things. <laughs> like the the wall, the the, yeah. the couch, like like hit him against okay. stuff right here's, you know here's here's the what i would say if we're gonna base it in reality right if a freaking doll came to life and was grappling with you i feel like the first instinct is to get this thing away from like you. a bug what on the you hell's or going on like you just want it away yeah you're not thinking clearly right get it away from me get it off of me i can't believe this is happening i don't think you're thinking kill it i think you're thinking I need to get away. I guess like a bug is a good example. Like if you got a spider yeah. that dropped in your face, your your yeah. first inclination is to flick yeah. it off of you. Or like let let's say like you know ridiculous example or from from our last episode, Problem Child. Yeah, the cat jumps on you. True. Meow! <laughs> You're not going to bash the cat. You're going to like get off me, throw but it that, away. But that's like if it's surprising you. 
Because if you're watching Chucky in a room with a knife, grab yeah. a grab a blanket and throw it on top of him. Do something. Like yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they're so, running away from him. So yeah, my plan would be to trap him, and and she does eventually trap him in the fireplace. Right. That was a good. So move. like yeah. So I would garbage can him, but like then you gotta like figure out what, so that, that buys you time, right? But yeah, you're right. I mean, bashing him would be a good idea, but it depends on what form of life he's in. True. Will that be effective or not? Right. They said that you must, I think the, the, the head voodoo magician said that you must kill him in the heart, right? Stab him, him in the heart. heart. Yeah. But once he's human enough, right? So if he's not human enough yet, bashing him won't do any good. Yeah, right? I guess you're right. Or just keep stabbing like, yeah. like a, I don't yeah. know, Ben Stiller in the pillow in, right. in Heartbreak, <laughs> or not Heartbreak Kid, the other one. Uh, uh, Long Poly. Poly. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and one other thing that I, I wanted to add here too is like that other cop who, who his partner I think, yeah. what is the guy's name? Mike's Mike is the cop, his partner. Mike, the partner, I don't know what the partner's name is. So the partner shows up and neither of them believed him. But then you get Mike who, who's who's now believing the mom, believing the kid and all this other stuff, but nobody else knows. Is it, shouldn't they have killed this cop? Like, weren't you expecting him to die? The like, cop it's like, oh, this yeah. guy is going to die now. No one is going to believe them. The cop should have died to have one more body. Yeah, I agree. And, there, and a, a kill there would have been good because it further ups the stakes of how are they going to believe us? You know, and now yes. we got a cop's body here. Like, how are we going to explain this movie ends? That kind of thing. I mean, they addressed that in some ways because they were like, do you believe me? And then the guy says, yeah, but now who's going to believe me? Which, Which I thought great, was great. Great final line. Great final it was line. genius. Because yeah. it's true because it's like, oh, no, now they're done. But it's like, unless you see this thing with your eyes, yeah. you're, no one will believe you. Like, how, right. there's no evidence. So you think about it, like, Andy is responsible for the doctor, you know? Yep. He's responsible for probably Eddie Caputo. He's the fall guy. Yeah, he's the fall guy for all these for all these people, right? And, exactly. You know, he gets put into a foster house in, in, uh, in the second movie because of that, because of the, the mom was crazy, blah, blah, blah. But he's lucky to still be out in the public then. So, I don't know, it's a tough spot to be in, man. Who's going to believe you? Nobody. I'd believe you because I think I, you know, I would. If you, yeah, if you told me straight up, dude, I got to tell you, I bought this thing and it's alive. I'm telling you, if you look at me dead in my eye and say it, (laughs) I'd believe you first try. You would see, I would believe you too. First try. try. I would agree. First try, I believe you. One other thing. And then I'd talk talk to your wife and and she'd be like, he's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be like, I know, I know. know. I'm just, I'm just humoring him. Let's, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be with him. We We gotta be with him. There was one other scene that I forgot to bring this up when we were talking earlier and we talk about sort of like comedy, it was unintentionally freaking hilarious to me. Yeah. The scene when the cop was driving in the car and you mentioned that he tried to strangle him, but then he started stabbing oh, like the way that he was up. like sitting <laughs> up in the car. Yeah. while he was driving. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? It's like, imagine if there's a bee in the car, it's like, there's not, there's nowhere to go. He was <laughs> squirming and like the knife comes up almost up his back. You know, for lack of a better word, up his yeah. butt crack. You yeah. know, the knife is there and he's sitting up while driving. Like, can you drive a car while maneuvering like that? I couldn't. I'd, yeah, be, I'd, be, I'd be getting stabbed be, up the butt. So like if, you're, if your foot's on the, on the gas, there's there's going to be no um, finesse with the gas pedal. It's going to be yeah. all or nothing, right? That was the most impressive scene yeah. in the whole movie, the way that yeah. guy drove that car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you found that funny. Like, I was literally no, yeah. laughing out no, loud. It was good. It was so funny. So... So I don't know. When's the last time you watched this before this? Have you watched it recently? Because this is the first I, time I've seen it in like 20 I, I years. I think I watched it last year. 
I probably, I don't know. I might, this set this might sound crazy, but I, I might see, I might watch it every year. I don't watch yeah. all of them, but I watch this one maybe once a year, maybe during, maybe around Halloween time. I think it's a classic, man. I mean, people watch like their typical Christmas movie or typical Halloween movie. Like this might actually go into my rotation now too, because I really, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm really yeah. glad that you picked this one for well, this week and yeah. it, it was fun. Yeah. Next time you got a hanger in for some Chucky, throw on two, get yourself yeah. refamiliarized. Definitely. So I lo- I'd love to know if the listeners have as much of a connection to this movie as as you do. And, and now I'm definitely going to probably get more into this. So curious what you guys think. Leave a comment on the episodes page. Leave a comment on the YouTube page. Thanks to everybody that's interacting with the show. Um, we try to get back to everybody that we can, but, you know, definitely appreciate everybody writing in and, and, and whatnot. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us or leave a comment on the Facebook page at the last row pod Instagram as well. We'll be back in two weeks on Thursday, June 8th with a new episode for you guys. And in the meantime, hit subscribe on Apple podcast, Spotify, anywhere that you get your podcasts and please consider leaving us a five-star review. But on that note, we'll see you guys in uh, two weeks. So let's get back to the mannequin. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like what happens there? Like, like who, who determines the work? Tell you what, you won't get any Viagra or anything like that, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>